It's our first show in front of a live audience, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. You should say that recorded in front of the audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Because then it could be like, where's the female artist coming from? It's from the, all the female fans. All the bitches, isn't it? All the bitches <laughs> in the house. <laughs> 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 How many hot yeah, bitches I own? Yeah, that woman wants some female. Yeah. 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 Get this hot bitch in my home. Tell me hot bitches. He doesn't like that. What? He just said the next line. That's the next line. I don't like it. He loves it. Two now, isn't it? Jack, going to a newborn baby with a hot picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl, yeah? Are we recording, yeah? yeah? <laughs> it's a girl, like, that's the problem. If it was a boy, that would be inappropriate. <laughs> Did we get that on? It's recording, yeah? It's recording. Is Excellent. it? Yeah, it's recording, yeah. So we've got Jack calling the baby a hot bitch. Nice. Leave we've got that. Luckily, I'm editing the show. Leave it in. Get nervous at the start. Yeah. Every time. Not, no one's left to good Jack at the start. <clears throat> Don't look at me, don't look at me. No, you can look at me, Annie, but... (laughs) Welcome to South London Hardcore, episode six. I'm joined, as usual, by Steve Walsh. Hello. And uh, our first guest, Louis Peckham. Is this meant to be in the evening or the afternoon? (laughs) (laughs) Go on, just... You're, you're ignoring our well, what is work. It? <laughs> but just say, just say, because I. Well, let's say it's not a your piece of work, is it? No, but I want to know if I can say that like, good evening or good afternoon. <laughs> well, it's Steve's lead. Just say whatever you want. Right. It? The time it is now. What time is it? Like? It's ten to six now. <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy six o'clock. <laughs> it's not six o'clock yet. Happy ten to six. Does that all stay in? Yeah, oh, that's got to stay in. That's you know, yeah. that's very much the reason why we got Louis in, isn't it? <laughs> He can't tell the time. He's admitted that himself. Not now my phone's been turned off. No. Fucked. No. <laughs> he had a nap. Clock up. <laughs> yeah, um, Louis, they're making the same mistake as other people, thinking that podcasts are live, and you can listen to them while they're being recorded, as opposed to the fact that you can listen to them at any point. Not doing that. Well. Where are we going, Steve? I don't know. Where do we go next? Don't look at my notes. You said we don't need notes. We need to introduce who Louis is. What are you peering down on? Right, so Louis, yeah. If you could just say hello, and then Steve, you introduce who Louis is. Yeah. Why okay. can't you start again? You can. Yeah? Okay, let's start again. Start again. So, it's evening, yeah? <laughs> Whatever time of day you want to speak. I'm going to say hello. Welcome to South London Hardcore, episode six. I'm Jack McEnroy, and I'm joined, as ever, by Steve Walsh. Evening. <laughs> I had to, didn't I? I had to. Even if it wasn't history, I've got to do it. So that's what he does. People. <laughs> Steve, why don't you do the introduction? Shame. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> Am I introducing Louis? Yeah. Hello and welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Steve Walsh, joined as usual by Jack McEnroe. Hello. And tonight, as a special treat, we've got our first guest. <laughs> Do you need an auto cue, Steve? This is better than mine, yeah? <laughs> go, go on. Say, you know, you know what I mean? Exactly. I'm going to build it. I'm going to build it. I want it to be momentous. You don't have to. Louis Peckham. Is it recording yet? Five minutes so far. Exactly. If we ever get past introductions. 
This is unprofessional. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Seriously, if iTunes found out about this, they'd they block, block it. Don't block it. No, I won't, I won't. You don't know, yeah? Sorry. <laughs> Hello, welcome to South London Hardcore Episode 6. I'm Jack McEnroy, joined as ever by Steve Walsh. Hello. And we've got a special guest today, for the first time, it's Louis Peckham. Hello. Yeah, Louis used to work with us at a bookshop. I think we can... Uh, can we say it? Was we, like we've had a really, debate about it, haven't we? I, I, a, really, a really bad bookshop that's on the decline. See, I'm happy to sort of like trace over the surface, but you two want to go deeper. I'm quite You're bitter. going to go deeper. Yeah, we both so got... We I'll both do the got. intro in terms of we work together in a bookshop, and I'll leave Louis to fill in the gaps there. What was oh, the name of that bookshop, Louis? Uh, Waterstones. Waterstones Piccadilly. Right. Is there anything legally actionable? There's nothing, is there? We're not good. It's e- not liable. Everything I'm going to say about Waterstones Piccadilly is true. Yeah. And the individuals who work there. Yeah, this is true. And everything I'm going to say is a small percentage true. <laughs> Has an element of truth to it. Yeah. I did work there. Yeah. Yeah, we all work there. We haven't established before, Steve, that's where we met, have we? I think we may have referred to it in passing at one point, but never actually put a name on it and, yeah, said that it was where we worked. But yeah. We 2009. I'll start working there. Two years later, you're the best man at my wedding. Louis sitting around my dinner table eating a stuffed pepper with, with uh, nice. homemade wedges. It was nice. The two years that I worked there, Steve, before they uh, unceremoniously fired me, um, and I can say it was, that on, it was pretty ceremonious, wasn't it? Because like you were escorted, and yeah, there was much ceremony. Yeah, there was a lot I of ceremony. Suppose, I'll take that back. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was uh, great in part. Met Got- some of my uh, some friends for life there, you know. Golden age. This is the sound of me patting, patting Jack on the back. Uh, you have to explain that, because audio-wise, that could be anything. It just sounds like I'm... Um, yeah. <laughs> Louis trying to be good. Yeah, this, I am. This is the important feature of Louis I've trying to be good. I've censored myself. Yeah, this is fine. Exactly. But yeah, some great people there. Wonderful. Also some of the worst human beings I've ever met. <laughs> Hello once again. <laughs> but... No, I feel like I, I, we can name and shame them. Like, people we don't like? Yeah. How long have you got left on your... There's three hours on the oh, uh, recorder. Enough, yeah. We shouldn't do so, an honour roll with people we do like, because if we miss anyone out, it's immediately sort of null and void. It's not interesting to hear about no, people yeah, exactly, we do yeah. like. That's, that's no point, is it? But, um, I liked pretty much everyone who worked there. Except a couple of people. Who You said a couple? Name? I can't name it. I thought we were naming. Are we naming? This is getting away from us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you should redo it again, and then say that I was responsible for the logo. Yeah, we'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. We should make that my introduction. So should we not... Let's just start again. Yeah, yeah, yeah should, start should we not again. make a list of people we hate at Waterstones Piccadilly? Hello and welcome to South London Hardcore, episode six. I'm Jack McEnroy, joined as ever by Steve Walsh. Hello. And our first ever guest, Louis Peckham. Hello. Louis worked with us at Waterstones in Piccadilly. Um, we remained friends. Good friends. And is also, in many ways... The heart of South London. Yeah. And the creator of our logo, general. the name of the show, the whole feel of it, I think. Basically, for me, every time we sit down, I'm, I'm, just, I'm doing a tribute to Louis Peckham. That's what it's all about. Have you ever had anyone come up to you in the street, Louis, recognising you from their logo? Because <laughs> no, no. in real life, you're only two, what, three episodes in, so. No, not yet. Um, no, it will you're happen. You're ready for it, though, aren't you? It will you're happen. Yeah, yeah. Once we put the t-shirts out. Exactly, I'm going to have to stop wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> that was all your logo talk, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more. Is that it? Um, you didn't mention the logo enough. 
<laughs> but you did. Branding. Branding. You should. You should. Well, actually, yeah. No, I can. Add, I can add a bit. Work and then yeah. Say where you work. yeah. Exactly. No, I, I've got a bit. We'll go. start again. No, no. We don't start again. I can. Yeah. I can. You can insert this bit. I'm ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> when we were coming up with names for the show, we had a bit of a debate, didn't we? And at the time, I can't remember this. We talked about it in an earlier show, and you said to me, "What about South London hardcore?" And I was really unsure because it sounds like it's about hooliganism or pornography. Or hardcore music. Yeah, or hardcore or music. Hard, that occurred to me last of all and least of all. And I think if you ask most people, that's the association they make least. But you made a compelling argument to me by sending me a text message with a quote from Louis, where Louis said, South London hardcore is the best name for anything ever. That's why I wrote it all over a shit bookshop. And Did at I that point... Yeah. Nice. And, I, and at that point I was like, definitely called the show that. And then after that, the logo fell into place. You know, the whole look and feel of the show came alive that bookshop being Waterstones Piccadilly Steve that's right which none of us work at anymore but we no. made friends for life there didn't we and enemies for life you might say we all left in slightly different ways as well didn't we it yeah was, uh, a, a nice medley of Louis uh, obviously you walked out Louis. I walked out was there any uh, anything more to that no I just walked out and I kicked over a big cage full of magazines. <laughs> and uh, I'm not allowed to swear on this am I yeah you can yeah. oh cool I called the person I worked with a useless a spineless cunt and I told the manager who was at AM at the time to uh, stick the job up a cunt and walked out. You told me. I spoke to you the this same day. This is going to get the explicit tag in <laughs> yeah. on iTunes. Yeah. You, you told me the same day you used the word cunt as a noun, adjective and a verb. Which yes, I, did. I I found, uh, as you know, an amateur linguist, quite uh, exciting. Yeah, I was fired um, for coming in to work three minutes late. And you put, showed no remorse. You, you, I showed no remorse. You also wrote a, joke, no remorse. you wrote a joke on a late form. I didn't write a joke. They gave me a late form. They, they wanted an explanation as to why I was late. It was Christmas Eve, and I wrote Christmas shopping as the reason I was late, which was the reason I was late. That wasn't the reason I was fired. I was fired for Arnold Fry's absence when I left the shop 20 minutes after it had closed. So, <laughs> you know. During the riots. When you put it like that, it sounds like they were really... Dur- yeah, during some riots. Not the riots. No, not the big riots, but the other, other riots. riots. The possible riots. Other riots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Occupy Fort and Mason riots. The middle class riots. And Steve, uh, you gave your uh, four weeks I notice. I gave four weeks <laughs> notice, worked it out with that incident and uh, left. You left properly. Yeah. I'm a good leaver. You're that's by what, the book. In, in, in HR terms, that's what they call me. You probably did an exit interview as well, didn't you? I did an exit interview in a lift lobby. Because uh, uh, the manager that was doing the exit interview said... Do you want to go upstairs to an office? And I thought, what's the point? I'm going to say things that you're going to ignore. I was escorted off the premises by a man with alopecia. So <laughs> You look like Duncan Goodyear, but they all do, don't they? South London legend Duncan Goodyear. <laughs> Campbell's own. See, Get... people were thinking, there's no links, but there's loads of there's links, links to South exactly. London. I gave uh, Duncan Goodyear a leaflet about Jesus once, so... Did it help? Still uh, he already had the medal at that point, so... <laughs> the Jesus medal? <laughs> Little fish. <laughs> Don't call him that. Just because he used to swim. <laughs> that must have been his nickname. So it might seem a bit tenuous that uh, we're talking about the place we uh, work together in, but although... We'll, in our, in uh, our defence, Steve, we'll talk about what we like, so this is our podcast. <laughs> is one element. A slightly less aggressive element is... <laughs> um, yeah, Piccadilly, obviously, in central London. Two postcodes. Front door, West One. Back door... Someone's about to jump it out of No, you can't just say SW1. Okay. SW1. 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 Why? 
Not a question, I'm just saying that's a four postcode. <laughs> <laughs> so our Piccadilly link might seem tenuous on a podcast scene about South London, but although it's in Piccadilly, Waterstones itself is so big, the front entrance is W1, back entrance, SW1. So straight away it's in South London. Or is it? No, it's not, Steve. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be more drama there, but it definitely isn't, is it? There's no way it is. So, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit today about what defines South London, what South London means to us. Um, A little bit stems from, um, I was talking to Steve about whether we should capitalise the S in South London when we talk about it. Because in, the say, for example, the Guardian Style Guide, South London would have a small S because it's not a thing. But is it a thing, Steve? Is South London a thing? If you look at websites and Twitter addresses to do with South London, people routinely capitalise it. I think if you, if, you, if you live there, and if you're talking about it on a personal basis, it's definitely capitalising, so important to people. I think a style guide for a newspaper is quite sort of cold, it's removed, and, and rightly so. It's not going to be involved in the same sort of way. This podcast is warmer, you say. We're involved, aren't we? We can't help it. But we'll come back to that slightly later. But in terms of defining boundaries... Um, I'm sure, Louis, you'll be uh, shocked by this. Um, Steve wanted to do an episode about the Isle of Dogs. Not, I didn't want, because it's in South London. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, you don't even understand, you know, geography, that's the trouble. I like the idea that although it's on the north bank of the Thames, it drops down, doesn't it? It's a peninsula. Does it It drop down down. to the south bank of the Thames? (laughs) The, the most southerly part of that peninsula is more southern than Waterloo, which is definitely in South London, isn't it? What's the postcode? I have no idea. E something. It's E. But it's we've e already something. decided, we've already decided, haven't we, that postcodes don't define it. Because if we were going on postcodes, then Piccadilly is. But only half of it. This is where we can't use postcodes. To be in South London, you've got to be on the south side of the river. You've got to be uh, transpontine. That's uh, Transpontine is probably the best thing that we've discovered from doing the podcast so far, isn't it? Just the idea of... That there's such a word. Yeah, there's a word that defines the idea of being on the south bank of a river. On the south side of a river, even. Yeah. To the south of a river. <laughs> but in terms of... Okay. There's one word for this. So I think we can... We're out, outvoted two to one that the Isle of Dogs is in South I'll London. I'll or Piccadilly, that. that's not in South London. Right. Fulham, also not in South London. Yeah. Battersea. Is, because it's on this side of the river. Yeah. So. But you're the both southwest postcodes, I think that's the interesting thing. In terms of going all the way south, oh. <laughs> um, well, I remember Louis having a pop at me quite early on in our relationship when I said I was from South London, and then you found ago. out. Yeah, I know, but it's still. Oh, what was... I said uh, I live in South London, and you said, "Oh, right," and his eyes lit up. I say, "Do when people say I'm from South, South London. London?" Yeah, we, then, I remember we first bonded over you were like, "You're from South London, isn't it?" And then you broke your <laughs> leg, and I didn't see you again for a couple of months. Brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you remember? Best team I was ever. <laughs> the worst. But I said to Louis, I live in South London. He asked for details. I said, Annalie. And he just got a look in his face that just disgust, really. That like I deceived him in some way. I'd like My to. South London is defined by places that I know. So if it's somewhere that I've never heard, I'm, I can't kind of automatically take it as gospel that yeah. I agree with you. Because, so Kidbrook, for example. Yeah, exactly. Kidbrook, yeah, the Kidbrook situation. <laughs> Annerley sounds like some like small town up north. 
What are these people doing upstairs? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be old. It's not going to be old. No, it's an old lady and a, it's a son and a dog. <laughs> so hopefully. That's, that's a website up, is it? Aristocrats, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so talking about our own personal South Londons, if you will, the podcast is very um, centric to Southwark, isn't it? Because we're all from Southwark. Yeah, it's very much the epicenter is where the places we have in common, which is going to be Woolworth and Camberwell, Peckham, Peckham. Yeah, Piccadilly, isn't it? I had a dog. <laughs> a few years ago, I was asked by Waterstones to do a radio interview with Danny Baker. You've got previous radio experience. Some previous radio experience, you know. I'm not... Why don't you bring that experience I'm to not, the table, I'm not Steve? crashing the pips, you know. Yeah, they asked me to speak to Danny Baker. Uh, I was on the phone, he's in the studio, and the theme was supposed to be people reading on buses. What do people read on the bus? Do people read on the bus? So I was on there talking about that, and Danny Baker, while asking me about my bus journey home, asked where I lived, and I said, I live in South London. Danny Baker, obviously, from South London... So, similar to Louis. Millwall fan, isn't it? Yeah, Millwall fan. Yeah. Love (laughs) Millwall. He gets excited. Whereabouts South London do you live? I say Annalee. There's dead air, which, you know, no broadcasts are doing unless they're (laughs) stunned, isn't it? And uh, he's saying, that's not South London. And I thought, well, it is. (laughs) So I said, it is. He went, nah, that's uh, like Surrey. It's not. But... It seems like you can be, and it intrigued me at the time, just the idea that you can be too south to be in South London. That's quite Well, if you live in Brighton, for example. Let's go for postcodes on that place. <laughs> um, yeah, Croydon, I suppose. Yeah. That's when you start getting into kind of hairy That's territory. That's a grey area. I think once you get into... In many ways. <laughs> CR postcodes, isn't it? Yeah. Once, once you're not using SE as a postcode, you're definitely out of South London. But I've got S here as a postcode. Or SW. I'm allowed. I'm transpontine. What is your postcode? You're in South London, Steve. No one's debating that. Danny Baker's debating it. Louis's still not sure. You're saying no one's debating it. We're debating it now. You're in Annalee stroke Penn stroke Croydon stroke Elmer's End. You're living in four different South London areas. I'm only living in one. Bromley Borders. (laughs) So despite what, you know, haters like Louis and Danny Baker. Danny Danny haters. (laughs) Um, I definitely live in South London, but for the purpose of the show, we are more concentrated on the Southwark area, aren't we? More sort of North South London, if that makes sense. That's quite a bad way to put it, Steve. Yeah, but, it's clunky, isn't it? Um, the five boroughs you were talking about when, yeah, you, when we first started, we uh, yeah. when we were knocking about ideas, you were talking about the five boroughs, which are Southwark, Lewisham, Lambeth, Wandsworth and Greenwich, is that five? Yeah. Um, and then screw the rest in it a little bit. <laughs> even <laughs> well, even Greenwich is debatable. It would it would cover the areas that we always talk about the most, which is pretty much the places of my childhood. As I say, I've moved out further now, but grew up in Camberwell. You grew up in Woolworth, Louis. Peckham. So, you know, <laughs> it writes itself at that exactly. point. It's fine. So, yeah, that's the bit we wanted to concentrate on. And we will obviously go further afield and talk about different things, but they're the areas that we're going to be covering the most. This thing about South London being a thing in itself rather than just being the south of London. Uh, it's something about having an identity with the places you grow up. But there are parts of South London where you don't want anything to do with it, I think is the, the trouble, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Eltham is the place that springs to mind, isn't it? It g- probably goes back to Stephen Lawrence, doesn't it, really? Yeah. The association you make in your mind is 
negative. I can't think of a positive thing to do with it. I and mean, that's not me being biased or trying to be sort of frivolous about it. I literally, I have nothing to do with Eltham. I've never visited there. Well, it, it casts such a huge shadow over it. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to tar all the people of Eltham with the uh, same you, brush. You should. Thing. You probably should. <laughs> that's, what Lu- that's, that's what Louis here for. He's yeah, it would be fair to tar them all as small-minded bigots. <laughs> <laughs> well, my sister lives in New Eltham. But now. she's not from Eltham. No, but her husband is, isn't he? And uh, I like him a lot. Oh, okay. And her son, I suppose. But that's, <laughs> I guess, A, a that's New Eltham. But, um, I you don't... have to wait a few years. It's New Eltham, just Eltham. Son but... turns out like though. My, funnily enough, my brother-in-law once told me that um, growing up in Eltham, he once saw someone throw an axe into somebody else's back. I tell you that, wait, wait, that beats any of our childhood stories. <laughs> it does, <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> nothing matches up to that. Yeah, nothing that like that happened like, in Morworth. Was that, was that a scene that was left out of stand by me? You see, now I know two things about Elton, but I'm still waiting for a good thing about Elton, isn't it? I know about murders and an accident. Can I give you another bad one, Steve? Why not? Might as well. Um, going to my sister's house once on the bus, which I'm not going to be doing anymore. Um, on the way home, uh, me and Licky should have got spat on in a, per- in a possibly what? racially motivated attack. Or, although if it wasn't, it might not have been racially motivated. It might just be because I had long hair. But ne- either way, it's not. The big. thing is, whatever the motivation, you're still talking about getting spat. And the bus driver didn't really seem like he wanted to stop it particularly. They're not involved, are they? No, but he was like, he was sort of almost encouraging it. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, quite unpleasant. So did he just... do a voiceover on the did mic? Did they say anything? <laughs> or did they just spit at you? They were blowing, um, you know, that classic uh, kind of McDonald's straw through the tissue through the antique. So I had to, they kept blowing us, so I just turned around in my seat so I could was your, see like, them. Was your head like a target? Well, I've got a large head, look, yeah. Yeah, if that's what you're referring <laughs> and to. And the hair just like pads it out. But they seemed, me looking at them seemed to antagonise them more. Um, and then one face. of them tried to kick me, then one of them spat on me. And then they were, like, we're on the side of like, it's almost like the countryside parts of it, where like, You'd get out and they would kick you to death, these uh, kids. But and the the, dri- the bus driver, they got off the bus and the bus driver was just sitting there on the bus with the doors open with them out on the side of the street. I'm like, are you going to drive or what, mate? <laughs> so, but soon enough, we were back in Catford and then back in New Cross, you know, where Lovely. it's uh, more what, ethnic, what ethnically diverse. And uh, I've never been spat on in New Cross, I can safely say. Yeah, that's... Horrible. So, but Louis, didn't you? You got negative feelings towards yeah, Elton based a, on personal I had, experience. I had a, a fight in Elton because of the same reason. I had bright red hair, and uh, some kids on a on a bus took a took a dislike to that. But uh, yeah, but I didn't just let someone spit on me. I fought back. Like I'm just <laughs> let someone. <laughs> well, you did. But yeah, but I was the one who got kicked off the bus route. Exactly. You with a red hair, get off. You know what I mean. And now I've got to stand in Elton for ten minutes. I think I would rather been uh, sat on the bus being spat on. <laughs> <laughs> so is New Elton different to Elton, or have they just rebranded it to try and? No, it's it is it's up the road, and in between there's like it's residential, and you know there's playing fields and stuff. So it is it is away from like Elton, where you've got the um, high street. And you've got Elton Palace, which I don't really know what it is, but there's a load of houses around there that look like millionaires live there. Um, if it was work. rebranding, it was rubbish. The, the Acorns the probably live it? there, don't they? Probably, yeah. But yeah, there's not New Elton is nothing. It's like Nunhead, where you just got three pubs, a Chinese, a charity shop, and a co-op. You know, it's all you need. <laughs> they haven't even got a co-op in uh, in Nunhead. I'm bigging out too much. Pay for Nunhead. <laughs> Occupy that head. 
we going, Steve? Do you got any more to say about South West, South East London, Deep South East, the Deep South East? No, Maybe you could use that phrase. <laughs> Not North South London. North I always, I always judge out on the same as that kind of Bromley because it's quite near to to each other. That I don't, I don't list Elton, even though it's SE nine. I wouldn't list Elton as part of South London just because it's so. It's so far out. Yeah, and it just it's it's such kind of like an. It's such like an alien place. It doesn't share any kind of... It doesn't share anything else with South London. Like, there's, you know, you never think... Of, like I always think for South London as, like, multiculturalism and, like, there's kind of a lot of good things about it and, you know, there's kind of a lot of kind of art and stuff like that. And Elton just kind of seems to just exist. There's, there's no like, art scene in Elton, is there? Exactly. <laughs> Unless there is. And it's yet to... It's so underground. <laughs> Maybe those were performance pieces on the bus. You were just like Philistines, you didn't appreciate, you know, the fact that them spit yeah, on you yeah. was oh, wonderful right. in a way. I always think if you've got um, a huge shopping centre that you go to rather than getting the bus to the West End, that's, you know what I mean, that's that's where the cut-off point is. Yeah. Like Bromley, the Glades, you know. Yeah. If you're going Lewisham. to Blue Water. Now, Lewisham is just, you'd get in the bus to the West End if you live in Lewisham, yeah. I used to go to Lewisham shopping centre. What for? Uh, I used to be at Alpine stuff. <laughs> Mr. Byright, but I was about seven, so I probably couldn't have worn any of the uh, the suits in Mr. Byright. Catford, there's nothing in Catford. There's a shopping centre in it. No, but they're not. They're not like <laughs> they haven't got um, they haven't got chains there. Like if you've got an HMV, if you if you're get, if you're going to like Blue Water or like that place, what's the place in Croydon called? There's Whitgift Centre. So there's yeah. two in there. There's another one. Yeah. What's it called, Lakeisha? The other place Central. in Croydon. Central. Central if yeah. you know. Ludicrous, isn't it? Yeah, but Jack yesterday we took the tube to Stratford. Yeah, I was forced into that. The <laughs> <laughs> just said she would go out for dinner. And I said, yeah, and I was thinking about that Turkish place in yeah. uh, New Cross, by New Cross Station. And uh, she insisted we go to uh, Stratford, the new Westfield. But, you know, you get out the tube. You get on the tube at New Cross Gate, you get out the tube and you don't actually have to enter the street in no, East London. Just you go. just go straight in there into your chain <laughs> That's shops. how you like it. So you're quarantined. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Went in the Apple shop, subscribed to South London Hardcore and all the computers. Had a Mexican meal that was overpriced. They reset the computers in the day we found out, didn't we? Yes. But I like to think I like a few idea, people though. probably saw it. They probably were, oh, what's this? Uh, what's this? Probably made a little note of it. <laughs> When they're listening now, probably. Then I'll take this computer that's already got South London. You're welcome, yeah, if you are listening. <laughs> are we going to talk about East and West? Yeah. Here's Steve Walsh talking to, to about East <laughs> and West. <laughs> we don't talk about it first. Because I would say you just define it by... Um, Go on, tell, okay. tell me. In terms of the boundaries East and West, I think it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? We can just stop when the S's stop. So, like, once it goes into your, your Twix. On the... <laughs> Why is this worth saying, Steve? We wouldn't cover this. Twix of Southwest and We're not doing all the boundaries, then. We'll just leave it there. Yeah, we'll even we'll work it out. They will look it up. <laughs> We've cut, I've got a photograph of uh, postcodes. So, like, uh, we can put that on the website. Uh... You were born in Thamesmead, Steve. <laughs> you weren't, you weren't there. I was born in Camberwell, but my family lived in Thamesmead at the time, but pretty soon moved to Camberwell. There's no hospitals in Thamesmead, have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Thamesmead is as far out as you can go, is it? 
pretty far. Yeah. I, I, I've not been back probably since I was uh, you can never three weeks back. old. So, why were you born in King's College Hospital if you lived in? I have no idea. I'd imagine maybe we were planning on moving to Canberra at the time. If anyone knows who's listening, <laughs> you could tweet at us and let us know why Steve was born in a hospital ten miles from where his parents lived. <laughs> Actually, a lot of the listeners are in your family, Steve, aren't they? So, right as you get this response. Someone will know. I know why I was born in Dulwich Hospital, Steve. Because my mum got to King's College and they didn't have any room, so they turned her away. Where were you born, Louis? King's College. I probably had a... No, actually, no, because you're younger than me. I was going to make a joke that I probably had your mum's room. Unless your mum was sitting there for five years. She doesn't do much. It was a long labour. It was a long labour. I was born in King's College. Third floor. You look out from the street, but right at the end by uh, Ruskin Park. I was William Gold Ward. I know what Ward. I Louis was. Peckham Ward, didn't it? Exactly. They <laughs> named it after me. My mum was a cleaner at King's College Hospital, but I don't think that's why she got like she was able to have kids. <laughs> Little bonus. <laughs> it, was, it was on her breaks. Stuff this girl. They kept a, they kept a bed for her there for eight years. Exactly, minutes, just, just in case, case she ever you know, just in case you ever wants to have sex. No wonder. <laughs> you cut that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> I used to give out uh, leaflets about Jesus. Uh, on, this uh, was about three weeks ago now, wasn't it? Just on, now. <laughs> on a Sunday night at Campbell Green, and uh, people used to preach, we used to sing a song, and then go and give out leaflets either outside the kebab, outside the travel agent, or uh, the bus stop. Um, and there's always the thing about Campbell Green is you've got that kind of uh, dangerous cocktail of alcoholism and mental illness. Also known as the Silver Buckle Pub. <laughs> Change its name now, don't it? Yeah, it's... Uh, the Tiger. The Tiger. Yeah. I was offered leaflets uh, in Camberwell Green before. Have I told you this? Probably by me. It was... Uh, by, by a tall blonde. I, I don't, a tall leggy no, blonde. No, actually, it, it definitely wasn't you, because uh, it was a black guy. Yeah. And I was with my friend Leo. Yeah. And Mixed Leo... race is the most black I've ever been. <laughs> um, Leo is Nigerian, and we were walking through Camberwell Green uh, uh, towards my house, and... This guy was handing out leaflets and saying, Jesus loves you. And I didn't realise until we got close to him that he was only offering leaflets to black people and saying, Jesus loves you. So we walk past, Leo gets offered a leaflet, Jesus loves you. I'm blanked. So I say to the guy, doesn't Jesus love me? And he said, no. He said, the, the white <laughs> man is the devil. <laughs> and I was, I was quite offended, but I thought, I don't know if you get to decide who Jesus loves, just because you've got some leaflets. I think you'll find it you does. weren't you weren't hateful with your leaflets. You were offering to everyone, I imagine. Yeah, but what it was, we had two different type of leaflets, and the one whites, had whites and whites. <laughs> now one had the address stamped on, and the other right. one had a map on it. So if there was an attractive girl, you try and give her one with a map. You know, you don't want to go to just any church. You know what I mean, you have to come to your church. <laughs> that was your pickup technique. Yeah, it didn't really work church out there. Leaflets. What church did you go to? Campbell Evangelical Church in. Uh, Weffram Road by Kenneton Park Annex. I know it. You know it? Yeah. Oh, you went to school around the corner, didn't you? Michael Ramsey. Michael Ramsey. Louis went Archbishop. To Michael... Archbishop Michael Ramsey. Louis went to Michael Ramsey secondary school. I went to St. Joseph's primary school, which is next to Michael Ramsey. You know, I went to the uh, nursery in between, the Brandon nursery. You know, is next it... to the. Yeah. It's another nice My nan lives in the bungalow, isn't it? So easy. Because we had uh, a playground on the roof of St. Joseph's, what we'd like to do uh, around autumn time is you'd uh, collect conkers earlier in the day, and then during playtime you'd go on the roof, and you would dash conkers at the kids in the secondary school uh, in their playground down yeah, below. Yeah, they still did that when I was there. Uh... Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. 
It's your legacy. The thing was, it, it was something wonderful though. You're seven and uh, you've got these uh, kids who are like 14, 15. You've got them on the run. You're bombarding them. They're all over the place. And they can't touch you because you're on the roof. They're not, you know, they, can't, they try and throw things back and you just laugh at them. You're getting a near, are they? I've got gravity on my side. What's the difference in age between you two? Me and Steve. Steve's in his late 40s. <laughs> and you're you know, I'm, uh, I'm 16. <laughs> so. um, I'm 36. I'm 33. I thought you were much younger than that. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, I'm 33. Okay. Jack's. Jack's. Jack's boy. So I'll be 20 man next week. He's no. A, he's a young 29. By the time this podcast goes up, I'll be 29, Steve. Wow. Happy birthday. Thank you, Louis. Happy birthday to you. When's your birthday? July. By the time this goes up. Yeah. <laughs> Someone could be listening to this in July, couldn't they? Yeah. People going back and getting those back episodes. Exactly. So I went to St. Peter's Primary School in Woolworth, which is just behind what was Starburger and was then Red Rooster's Chicken and Ribs and is now Moyo Ma Nigerian Buffet. Nice. Um, where did you go, Louis? I went to Linda's Primary School, which is at the Campbell Green, and that was uh, fortunate enough to have a playground that backed onto the grounds of the uh, Morsley Mental Hospital. <laughs> fortunate enough. Seriously, it was fortunate enough to get uh, to get shouted at by lunatics who were just allowed to roam the grounds. When you're doing your town planning and you're thinking, one of them's there first, isn't it? Either the, the asylum's there first and you're building the school, or the school's there first and you're building the asylum. Someone thought... You know, I'm not an expert on town planning. I've played like uh, Sim City, and if you're playing, so Sim- you are an expert. Well, yeah. yeah. If you're playing Sim City and you put an asylum next to a school, you'd lose points, wouldn't you? Are you allowed to call it an asylum? Is it it's, not? What would you not, call it's it? It's like a mental hospital. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I know it's the it's same the thing, but is it controversial to call it an asylum, Steve? I would say so. Asylum's a good thing. Big comic it? book fan, aren't you? So <laughs> everything's an asylum. <laughs> but yeah, it just seems odd, doesn't it, to sort of build one or the other next to that thing? And it literally backed onto it. Yeah, yeah. So they'd have their kind of grounds, uh, which was separated between our playground by just like a wire fence. Would it be controversial to compile a t- list of our top three Morsley patients? <laughs> I've got two <laughs> right now. One of them was uh, a guy who used to shout obscenities at the young girls of the school, who was imaginatively titled uh, the Morsley Man. <laughs> that was his name. Yeah, and he had like Terry Nutkins hair. So he's in the grounds, obviously, yeah, yeah. and he's shouting a wire fence through to children in the school. Pretty much, and no one's thinking this is an issue. No one's thinking maybe more than a wire fence, even if it's a wooden fence and he can't see. It was quite a high fence. If, if it's wire, he can see and shout, and it just seems odd, doesn't it? Yeah. Get the three pigs in. Get a stone wall up, isn't it? You know, that, we've learned from nursery rhymes you can at least do that much, can't you? So that's number two, Louis. Who's number one? Uh, wait, who was number three? I, I could make a nomination for number three. Who's number three? There was a guy, and I don't know if he was an outpatient for the Morsley, but the chances are he probably was, um, who used to get on the buses in South London and do pitch-perfect impressions of a cab office radio. I don't know if you ever heard I never... Did you ever hear no. him? Him? No, Amazing. Um, you'd be on the bus, and you'd hear this radio going, and you'd look round, and it's just this guy who was just looking out the window... Doing an impression of a cab office radio. He, I didn't know his name. He's probably called Cab Office Radio. Maudsley Man too. Yeah. <laughs> cab Office John. So we'll put in number three. We'll put Maudsley Man, obviously number two. I think we can all agree on number one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the uh, White Woman of Camberwell, or the Ghost. Uh, 
Oh, I can't really tell you what my dad used to call her. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably best not to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the white woman of Camberwell was a uh, was a woman. Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not stepping on your toes, am I? No, no, no. Yeah, she was a, a woman that was. Uh, I think she was an African woman, and she spent the majority of the late eighties up to probably the mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, walking the streets of Camberwell. I used to see her probably Camberwell Green, like Camberwell, like going towards like Peckham Road, towards the town hall. Uh, and when I first saw her, she was living, I think, at the Letham Estates at the top of Vestry Road, and she just had a white face, and she used to like dress like a like a like a hooker from a black exploitation film, cross with a kind of mummy. But later on, I think kind of as she got older and she got a bit kind of bigger, she took to layering her clothes with just loads and loads of white clothes, white headdress, everything. I only ever saw her twice, once in uh, Peckham McDonald's. And one. <laughs> what was she having? <laughs> Happy meal. Ice, <laughs> ice cream. I'm a club. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. She couldn't tell if she'd spilt anything. Have a vanilla milkshake, please. <laughs> and I saw her around Lorimore Square as well. Um, quite shocking the first time I saw her, and the second time. Plastered <laughs> in, a black woman plastered in white makeup, with like... This kind of, uh, yeah, full white outfit. Bits mm. of kind of mesh white stuff as well. My uncle told me he was proposition bar on a bus before. He married her, didn't he? <laughs> that's, that's your aunt. <laughs> um, he refused. Um, I don't know if that's true. It, you can't imagine making it up to make himself look good. And he, but apparently she was quite insistent that he should definitely come back to her flat. When I was uh, the assistant manager of... Uh, Salvation Army Charity. Why are you laughing? You were the assistant manager yeah. of what? The Salvation Army Charity Shop. He was assistant Road. to the manager. Anyway, that's I was an assistant manager. Uh, one of the volunteers uh, had worked in the Morsley, uh, and uh, she said that this woman was like an outpatient, or she'd spent some time there, and she would constantly badger the cleaners for bleach to bleach her clothes. But like Jack said earlier, just buy white clothes. <laughs> and she worked out later on, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, you couldn't get a white T-shirt in any shop in m and <laughs> in Peckhamite Street after that. <laughs> but she was, she was quite a, she was quite a sight, and she used to walk around very late at night as well. Because when I used to mm. go, out, I used to go out when, when I was obviously legally enough, uh, legal enough, uh, legally. <laughs> can we cut that out? <laughs> when I was legally allowed to drink, and, and I used to drink a lot in Camberwell because I had worked a couple of times at a club in Camberwell. There are clubs. What club? uh, yeah, well, what it was a uh, snooker club. <laughs> <laughs> one o'clock club. <laughs> no, it was a one. It was a, like a, it was a nightclub. It was just on the corner at the bottom of Grove Lane, uh, opposite where the New Dome Hotel was. Yeah, what yeah. Was, but what I, I can't remember the name because oh. it changed hands. And that's not the point. But the point <laughs> is that when I used to walk home back to Peckham for like a twenty-minute walk, she would be walking around at like four in the morning. I used to see her talking to like the drunks and stuff at the bottom of her, the park in Vestry Road. They probably thought she was an angel. <laughs> so, so did your, so did your uncle. Yeah. Got proposition by her. Why? What was the root of the uh, clothes, Louis? Her dressing all in white. Uh, obviously, there was the. A lot of people said she had been. I can't say it. Cause oh, it, see, no, I can't no, say it. I want you but no, because to. when I was a kid, everyone like used to say, "Oh, she had been like gang raped by white guys." But I think that's just ridiculous. That's the reason, isn't it? 
Really? I've never heard that. What did you... Steve, Steve, uh, Steve got this story that she fell into a large bucket of white paint <laughs> and my, just liked it. My uncle told me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's pain. <laughs> can, can we just cut out the gangway by that? Sounds horrible. Just yeah. do the husband left her for a white woman. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just another good reason to hate wives. <laughs> I've had to deal with it as a subtitle <laughs> this episode. So she's like the Miss. Mrs. or Miss Havisham of uh, South London, isn't she? I went to secondary school at London Nautical um, on Stamford Street between Blackfriars and Waterloo Bridge. You went to school on a massive boat. Might as well have done. Yeah. Used to have to wear a beret, uh, sailor's hat. <laughs> That's some form of child abuse right there. Yeah. <laughs> Used to wear a little, uh, two little green stripes on my arm because I was in second starboard. <laughs> so, but we did parade every day. You know, nautical studies. <laughs> Every school trip was you did on the boat. GCSE nautical studies, didn't you? I didn't do the GCSE. Now, my friend, could. my friend Peter Bingham, he got the uh, he got A star, he got the highest uh, grade in the country. Yeah, if there's only one person doing it, you can't <laughs> the highest grade, the lowest grade. But now I always say it was a bit like um, kind of you know like a theme restaurant. Yeah. But a theme school, you know. So nobody. It used to. It was set up after the Titanic went down or something. And uh, no, for people to go into didn't do nautical studies. Yeah, for people Obviously, to go straight into the navy. I gave up after knots, you know. <laughs> but like, it got to the point where people weren't really going into the navy anymore. That in, I remember one time in assembly, they announced that this guy was working for P and O ferries. <laughs> it's still, it's still a tire. It was like, a big moment for the school. They were like, he's in the uh, merchant navy. Well, he's not, is he? He's just works for P and O. Some blokes in charge of the boats on Dudley's Dudley's Park Lake. You went to school in Norwood, Steve, yeah? I did, yeah. St. Joseph's College. Norwood is... I don't, I don't know if I've ever been to Norwood. It's not a place you'd go, is it? No. Nah. I mean, you get on a 68 and it goes through there. Well, if you're going to Crystal Palace, it was, the school was very close to Sellers Park. So if you're going to Palace, you sort of go through there on the bus. Is there anything notable in Norwood? I've never been to Norwood. I'm glad to say this. It's, it's just residential, isn't it? Yeah, it's residential. You've got the school. That's it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's nothing... It's sort of between things. It's between Palace. It's between... It's, it's next to Palace. It's next to Stratham. It's next to Croydon. It's sort of borders and all these places. Do but... you say you live in Norwood as well as those other places? <laughs> uh, now he is. I'm, I'm very close to uh, West Norwood Station. So. Did you enjoy secondary school in Norwood? It was a funny school because it had uh, a legacy of being a fee-paying private school, a boarding school. So like the sixth one common room used to be the, the dormitories. And like Shackleton went there, so you had this whole well, thing. Shackleton, yeah, then he went to Dulles College, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing. So they had this sort of legacy of, but obviously by the time when, he, when Steve there, said legacy of, right, I thought he was going to mention the fact that there were three convicted paedophiles working in this school. <laughs> That's what the legacy is. Oh, and legacy of Shackleton went here and there. <laughs> no, there were three nonces in the school at the same time. That was well, later. That was later. Yeah. When you say later, let's just clarify you were there at the well, time. I was there at the time. Yeah. Did you get nonstop? Nah. Didn't uh, didn't like me. Unattractive child. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what saved you. But the, the school was funny, like as you say, you had like watches. Hilarious. <laughs> Go on, Steve, sorry. Um the school still had uh vestiges of this glorious past. But you used to have to fag for someone. No, but they had like you had houses. They tried houses in the first year, that didn't take. And then you had things like the chapel was still built into the school. They had like, you know, reasonable facilities and the actual the administrative area school where the offices were was called the Grecian Villa and it was an old royal uh, residence in, in Norwood that dated back like hundreds of years. 
So it was it was um, this sort of gorgeous looking place, but obviously by the time I get there, it's a pretty standard South London comprehensive. Apart from all the uh, paedophilia. <laughs> Do you want me to stop talking about it? <laughs> I've got nowhere to go with it. How was uh, Michael Ramsey? It was right. It was just a really horrible inner city school in the nineties. Getting pelted by children. Pretty much. Just... It was. Uh, it was the. It was the age of uh, soft air guns and uh, <laughs> syringes. There were quite a lot of syringes there. But I don't want to dwell on it and say that it was all bad because uh, there was one rape. Was and, there? Yeah, yeah. In the garages opposite where your nan lives, she probably oh. saw it. Did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> My nan used to be a dinner lady there, actually. Really? Yeah. Really? My, my uncle went there, my aunt. <laughs> yeah. The good thing about those garages that are opposite where your nan lives is that they filmed a lot of episodes of The Bill there. Yeah, The Bill yeah, I've been told. I know, I've been told to fuck off three times by Burnside. <laughs> Seriously, just give me the autograph and I'll go. <laughs> I've, only got, I've, only, I've only got an hour for my lunch anyway. <laughs> Did you have a teacher called Miss Kit Kat? Michael Ramsey when you were there? Four fingers. <laughs> you only get four fingers in the kick out. Uh, no. Because my mate went there and he assured me they had a teacher called Miss Kit Kat. And it sounded like a lie at the time because, like, that's not a name, is it? It's only a name of a chocolate biscuit, it's not a name of a person. That biscuit's yeah. not named after the inventor, is it? No. But then you'd have to uh, you'd have to probably consult the records or talk to the uh, <laughs> talk to talk to the headmasters running now, Mr. Lionbar. <laughs> uh, that's good <laughs> you leave that in yeah. so working in South London I got my first job in uh, Summerfield on Lordship Lane in East Dulwich my nan got me the job she lived in Dulwich at the time I was living in Camberwell she went along Lordship Lane into every business and asked if they had any work for a respectable young man that's how you got your double water stones, wasn't it? My nan. Yeah. <laughs> she walked from Dulwich all the way to Piccadilly. It's Jack, a... It's a cl- oh, could, sorry. Can you class leave it in for Jesus as a job? Work for God, isn't it? There you go. You don't need to be paid. Don't need to be paid. Get a reward later exactly. <laughs> Speaking of uh, that Summerfield, it's now a co-op. Yeah. And uh, I've been looking for a way to crowbar this in, Steve, since we started <laughs> doing the podcast. But I was in there recently... And this guy went up to a guy working there, and the opening line of his customer complaint was, I'm not racist, but I don't like liberty takers. <laughs> that, that is my Facebook status now for like the next six months. Uh, he was black as well, just to clarify. So, don't, you know. Black people don't like liberty takers either. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Why can't we all get along? So you've already established, Louis, that you were the uh, assistant manager at the. Um, I don't like to. Yeah, I don't like to. Salvation Army. I was. I was, and I've worked. I've never heard this for day. Now he won't stop going on about it every two. I've minutes. worked my way up from the bottom. Yeah, from sorting out all the donated clothes, and then I was running the show. I was in charge of the volunteers. I was. Was the guy with up. one arm there at the time? No. <laughs> no. Also, when you say running the show, assistant manager. So someone else has got to say in the show, isn't it? I was running the show. Who was the manager? There must be some oh, story there. Some woman. You don't know who the manager was. He wasn't there long enough to uh, make friends. <laughs> I don't like to talk about. I never. I don't. I was too. I was too uh, concerned with climbing the corporate ladder. Waterstones so, Piccadilly is the only place you've learned anyone's name, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> Which one are you? I get the you, Jack or Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'd worked in Salvation Army. I worked there. That was probably my first real job. 
I got sent there from the job. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was cool. I worked there for a good few years. It was nice. Uh, Wolf Road's a really great place to work. It's got everything, isn't it? Yeah, it's got a. Everything. It's got everything. It's got Bagel, bagel it's King. It's got Bagel King, <laughs> which I'm not allowed to talk about for libelous reasons. It's uh, It's got that cake shop up the top the, by McDonald's, which I'm not allowed to talk about for libelous reasons. <laughs> and it had another, it had another local uh, lunatic, which was, can we do an episode on local lunatics? It had Jennifer Peck, who was, you probably know, that know but she was like some big fat mad woman that used to uh, walk down Wharf Road every day screaming, uh, fuck off. And her husband was tiny, and she once got jumped by ten policemen, and she fought them all off. <laughs> Did you witness this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah she used I to like how you're just hearing the story, Dad. You've Jennifer Peck, ten policemen. Seriously, she, 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 she gone. They got her, and she just fought off. People diss Warfraid, but you can't take away the fact that it's got a Marks and Spencer's there. And now it's Touch got... a class in it. Yeah. And now it's got three Tesco's. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Yeah, it's free now. If you include the one that's in Elephant and Castle, oh, that would yeah. make it free. Yeah. So then you've got one in the middle, and then if you forget something, instead of walking back, you're walking <laughs> down going. to Camp to keep going and come across another one. <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, it's got a lot of shops. It's got Browns, it's got Browns which I uh, could have nearly worked at, but they all seem to wear, uh, you know, like when... Peppy jeans. Yeah, but it's the ones with the logos all over the jeans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I can't... And I can't. Cole Carney. <laughs> Do you remember Flintstone jeans? Yeah, I remember. Do you this... remember them? Because like a lot of people don't remember them from South London. I remember a guy with a pair of jeans. Uh, he was quite kind of a. He was quite a kind of hard man, and he had a pair of jeans with Wario on the front. <laughs> it was a strange thing in it for a time there. There in was the a time in yeah the late eighties when it was black denim jeans with like a cartoon yeah like it, i had one when i was about seven it was a a really like racist caricature of a black man smoking weed yeah i, I don't know i don't well. know i don't know why my mum bought Is that me that them. spliffy jeans i, I think yeah, i'll think, think of someone yeah. else no i think you i think you might be right see the, the thing tony jeans i remember should uh, we ask lakeisha <laughs> <laughs> kmt <laughs> kmt live um yeah the things i remember seeing were like they were on really terrible uh, stone wash, and then over the stone wash, you'd have this really badly scanned photograph of it did scan, <laughs> yeah, it didn't scan of uh, like Fred on one leg and uh, Barney on the other. Terrible at the time. You sort of thought, yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? And then you look cool. and go, why was that ever uh, really odd? But a lot of people don't remember it. I was wondering if I'd uh, made it up. Get in contact with us if you remember. Yeah. Uh, if you still you remember, got us. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you can still fit in your pair, just get in contact. No, take a photo, tweet it at us, put yeah. it on our Facebook wall, yeah? In terms of uh, working in South London, for me personally, I had a job at the... The first job I ever had was at the Trinitarian Bible Society in uh, Wimbledon, South Wimbledon. Not not fun. No, used what to, were you doing? Well, I used to go to sleep in the uh, daily prayer meeting at 11. That was about 20 minutes. So that was quite good. <laughs> I was packing Bibles, sending them to uh, third world countries mostly. Okay. And how much was that pay, if you don't mind me asking? Because I don't imagine it being a uh, lot. It was, well, it was about 10 years ago. So you'd have to kind of adjust yeah, for the minimum yeah. wage. But I think it was £4 an hour. Oh, that's not bad for I might apply for that. Do you reckon they're looking <laughs> for anyone? They do a uh, rigorous test of your faith. There you go, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> in. My job in Dulwich was the only job I had in South London. I moved across the river after that and I've never been back. All the jobs are over the river, aren't they? Yeah. 
And the thing is, once you start working in central London, you don't want to go back to working in mm. south London. As long as people Spot. know that central London ain't north London, yeah, then it's, course, a, yeah, it's yeah. all good, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But speaking of north London, Louis, like, when most people think of south London, they think of you, don't they? I like to think so. <laughs> I think they do. And that's what I tell do. myself. You're, you if you're qualified on anything, it'll be that. Won't it? you're the, you are literally the face of South London now. But... <laughs> Don't say that. You are. It's look, people, people listen to this on iTunes or on their iPod. Flip around your phone or whatever it is and you'll see, they'll see your face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's me. But you don't live in South London anymore. I don't live in North London either. I live in East London. Is East it? 17. Oh, is it? Yeah, is Stowe, it? yeah? Yeah. I didn't know if it, I thought it was that northeast. I don't know how you class it. No, no, it's east. Awesome Stowe. Apparently, that's what they, they try to hashtag everything with, Awesome Stowe. And it is a really nice place. Yeah? Steve's been there. You've yeah. been to my... You've been I've to been there a couple of times, not to your house. Obviously, no, you've been to... Chris Jones's house. <laughs> <laughs> to the helicopter. Did you? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> got a helicopter ride in it. How's it going to land? <laughs> Do you miss it, Louis? Uh, some of it, I do. Even coming, uh, coming to here today to the, to the recording studio, to uh, New Cross Studios. There you go. <laughs> uh, just on the yeah on the train, it's really nice to be back, and you notice a difference uh, when you're back in South London. Uh, you can just tell. It's just I think it's something that if you've lived there and moved away. And actually coming back, you do notice it, and you know it's a big difference in kind of living in another part of London. I find even visiting other parts of London. Like I went to Shoreditch uh, recently, and just coming out of the station straight away, I'm surrounded by there's bikes everywhere, and people just wearing knitwear. Yeah, but like, Shoreditch is a special case. Isn't it, it is a special case, but it was like it was really it's very odd. much the uh, new cross of the uh, <laughs> But it's really odd to sort of feel. I felt. Uh, an alien in London I felt like it was a completely different city not just a different part of that city the thing is Steve you must be aware that when you walk around any area people aren't dressed like you <laughs> <laughs> you know you go this is a man um, that at the age of 35 has decided to wear a shirt and um, a pair of smart trousers Sunday Slacks. trousers every day of the week the great thing is people will listen to that and go what's his point listen to what you're saying this is the man who decided to wear a shirt and trousers. But you did say to me it was because you had decided to grow up. I yeah, just... me and Louis are sitting there in t-shirts. Yeah. But the thing, I was never one for t-shirts, let's be fair. Oh, because you've got that phobia, haven't you? You used to, wear, <laughs> you used to like a check shirt, haven't you? I used to love a check shirt, yeah. But now, just, you know, a slightly plainer shirt. It takes me to showy, do I? It's fine. It, it's more showy to turn up at someone's house when you've come directly from your own house. <laughs> Wearing a pair of suit trousers. Suit trousers. <laughs> is there a match in the... No, there isn't. These are just trousers. See, I got them from a charity shop. Like that. Yeah, Me. somebody bought the, the jacket first, didn't they? <laughs> Mistake. The trousers are brilliant. Salvation Army War of Thrones, didn't they? <laughs> Can you hook me up with a discount? I used to work there. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this, yeah, but I was the ran, unofficial ran the assistant show. manager. Did you used to get the good stuff before it went out? Yeah. Not clothes, so... Not a fan of second hand. Not really. I've just never, but like for records, and did you uh, get records? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charity shops are the best place to go to find. To Everything's find. free now, isn't it? Illegally, so. But still, but if but you if that, you want the vinyl, if you want the yeah. Vinyl and stuff. But for vinyl, I mean, we used to get a lot of people uh, coming to look at, to look for vinyl because you never know. You're relying on someone who doesn't know the stuff working in the shop, though, isn't it? Exactly. Otherwise, it exactly. Well, which I is the just, case in 90% of yeah, them. Yeah, it's it? true, yeah. Because people clean out their houses and the records that they take. I got 
the other day I'm helping one of my friends move and we cleaned out her loft and I found a pristine copy of the uh, House Martins uh, London Neil Hole 4 record. Nice. Love it. It's one of my favourite albums. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And to have that on vinyl, it's like, so you can find that, like stuff like that. And, and Did she let you have it? Yeah, I stole it. <laughs> I just walked out the door with it. It's a good idea. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so people do still. What was the point? Of that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, some people do still. Bastards, you still. When I first met Louis, uh, obviously you're introduced on first name terms, so this is Louis. And I don't know how long I knew I knew you before I realised your surname was Louis Peckham. But when I did, well, just Peckham, isn't it? It's not Louis Louis Peckham, is it? <laughs> it is now. And Louis is short for Lewisham, isn't it? Weirdly. Yeah, I'm Lewisham. <laughs> Lewisham, Broccoli, Peckham. Yeah. <laughs> but when you I realised... my brother, Newcross. <laughs> Obviously, once I realised your surname was Peckham, I did the obvious joke and asked you if your family had lost Peckham yeah. in a card game. Yeah, yeah. you know what, Steve? I, I think it might have been the first or second day I met you, you made that joke. And I was like, this guy? You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I did ask if his family lost it in a bet. All right, Steve. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go and do some shelving. So. I like the idea that Jack was jaded by that story the first time he heard it. Because I assumed when I told you and you didn't like it, that uh, you just got a lot of stick all throughout your life for yeah. having the surname Peckham. Yeah, it's usually... Even when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. Especially really? when I was a kid, yeah. It's and that's not... by kids I went to school with like every day and it was still it was still fresh. It was still funny. <laughs> but what, what angle would they go for? Uh, do you own Peckham, which was weak. It's quite weak, it's almost a compliment. You, yeah, are your family the kings of Peckham? It's, it's all very complimentary. Like, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so kind of the joke. Yeah, exactly. Is... Once you start saying yes, you start to confuse people. Yeah. Uh, even now, like, uh, if I have to fill out anything or give my name over the phone, there is, even if I have to, I have to spell it out and I have to just go now, oh, it's like the place. Does anyone think you changed your name as a tribute to Peckham? I told them I did. Yeah. Yeah. Louis, Louis Pecknam. <laughs> You grew up in Peckham as well. Though. Yes, that's I the, did. Uh, that's the Peckham kicker, slash Camberwell. That's the best slash there is, isn't it? Exactly. Well, <laughs> not the Camberwell part. Peckham's, Peckham's the best place in the world. Is that irony? No, no, it's true. I love it there. It's nice. It's just, it's just a good place. And you'll find, not counting Eltham, but places that kind of get the most negative yeah, stereotypes are really, stick, are really, are really good. Uh, when... Uh, Damalola Taylor got killed in that, uh, which is pretty much five minutes from the road. My mum and dad still live, which I grew up on. I mean, there was loads of police and news reporters there, and they were asking people on the street about, you know, the decline of Peckham. And and you think to yourself, you you only come here to report on the negative, and you never seem to report on like the good sense of community of Peckham, and like you know what I mean. It's it's actually got like a really good community of people. There's lots of amazing people live there, but you don't see that because you only want to see talk about gang warfare. They whenever there's a news story daily mail about gang warfare they're <laughs> always talking about Peckham and they always talk about Brixton and they always talk about like the kind of stereotype kind of areas where you, it's just synonymous with, with, with bad stuff after the riots sorry in, I ran Peckham uh, I think it was Poundbusters just uh, <laughs> randomly I used to work there at all <laughs> <laughs> manager or yeah. uh, manager. No, still, I've never been about assistant. assistant manager but yeah it's quite sort of organically, people started to post post-its. I don't know if you saw this. And you probably didn't, because they didn't cover this on the news, and that really bothered me. Mm. They, so People started to just put post-its up in the window. 
uh, just talking about how the community needs to pull together and just message of support for one another and how... In the can... window of Poundland. Yeah, where the window had been smashed in and someone had put, they'd put up um, sort of uh, boards to... They were using they were using packets of post-it notes they had robbed from Poundland to riots. <laughs> but people just started to put up and it just became this huge thing across the uh, entire shop front where people just put up these messages going, Peckham is more than this, Peckham is better than this. And it really bothered me that the, 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 the picture that defined the riots was the destruction and no yeah. one covered the fact that people were responding to it. You know, the clean-up was inspirational but I think in a way that's, that... But that can be said about South London in general. It's always had this bad this bad rap for, for kind of crime and when... You know what I mean? When people yeah. want to kind of talk about a negative area, they usually... They usually put South London in that bracket but they don't see like a lot of the good stuff that goes on in there should we talk about kids company is that South London thing yeah Grosvenor Terrace Grosvenor Terrace yeah don't about the kids company Steve. is that the woman whose name I can't pronounce yeah that's what I'm thinking as well I'm going to struggle who Camille Batman Batman he's <laughs> like Batman Batman well, have a go in it it'll be, be, be hilarious nah because it will be wrong because it just What's your best memories of Peckham, Joe? Uh, that time when I didn't get mugged. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everyone's best memory. Um, After they closed the cinema in Elephant and Castle, we used to go to the cinema in Peckham every week. It's the Peckham Plex now. It was the Peckham Premier, wasn't it? It's now the Peckham Plex. They sell t-shirts there. Really? That say, I love the Peckham Plex. £18. <laughs> and the thing is, I literally love the Peckham Plex. I go there not that lot, much. But I'm not paying £18 for a t-shirt. Arguably, even if t-shirt, um, as we know, I don't wear t-shirts. But even if t-shirt was free, I'm not wearing any sort of t-shirt. <laughs> what about if it was? What about if it was on a really smart button-up shirt? <laughs> Is it a check shirt? What if it was a crested blazer? Oh yeah, I'm all over that. But yeah, they they were doing a deal where it was basically all day Tuesdays a fiver. I think now, no, now it's every film any day a fiver. Brilliant. Get involved. So not what, even sponsors. Are why they? don't you invite me, Steve? <laughs> Recently went to Peckham to do the school banking. Went with my manager, who I hope's not listening. For a lot of reasons. Yeah, I don't. I didn't tell him I got fired from my last job, but <laughs> I don't really like my current job enough to to care that much. So when you used to work at this school? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, by the time this goes up, I could be fired. He's from Pakistan, and um, he took us to the stall, the fruit stall. Well, basically, most of uh, Rye Lane is. Stalls slash shops in it. Shops that are basically selling their goods on the pavement. They're like shops the without shops windows or front, doors. Yeah. But yeah, you negotiated these Pakistani mangoes down, got a special price, you know. And they were delicious. They were how really, much, really how much nice. Opinion? I don't know, man. They were, they were talking in Urdu. So you think he's getting the real mangoes? No, or Gujarati. Urdu. They're talking in Urdu. Because I was going to say, if you're looking to me to decide, <laughs> A, I wasn't there. B. My favourite little bit of Peckham is that row of shops. Where you've got uh, Beyonce hair. Best shop name ever. You've got the Bun House. Which I've <laughs> never been in there, but it's a great name for a pub, isn't it? <laughs> and then you've got the shop that does knife sharpening. Like That's their main selling point, <laughs> is that they do knife sharpening. Uh, obviously, over the road is where uh, Harriet Harman was walking around in a bulletproof vest. So, <laughs> Still, you have to vote for it, don't you, Steve? What, you don't have any choice. Vote for it like three times. I've, no, actually, I voted Socialist Labour once. Oh, you voted Liberal Democrats last time, didn't you? Did, yeah. you vote, essentially, you voted the Conservatives. Yeah. In, so. Yeah. so it's not all bad. Who's your local MP now, Louis? 
Instead of crazy. Can we just do that again? <laughs> no, no, because I did. I'll just cut out the gap. I'll cut the gap out. Are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because I sound really yeah. kind of like urgent, like I've just been told it. So just yeah, ask yeah, me again. Sh- stretch the gap, innit? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to do a t- <laughs> double week. Loop the gap. Loop the gap. Seven minutes later. Uh, uh, guys. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Go on, just ask me again. Thank you. Who's your local MP now, Louis? Stella Creasy. And see it's too quick. Who's your Stella Creasy? Who's your local MP? Go on, ask me again. Ask me again. Uh, I've got it. I don't. I must admit, since I've moved to New Cross, I don't know who my local MP is. But I know who mine is. Who is it, though? Uh, mine's uh, Stella Creasy. What part is that? Labour. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Mm. She's a massive idea. Actually, ask me again. I can do this. <laughs> what party is she? No, no. Just like, just ask the, the whole thing. Since moving to New Cross, I've, I must admit, I don't know who my local MP is. I do. I know who mine is. <laughs> uh, mine, oh, mine, mine is Labour MP, Stella Creasy. Is she a fan of any particular shoegazing bands? She's a big fan of the wedding present. I'm glad I asked. I was at New Year's Eve. We was watching the wedding present together, and in I mean the same building, not kind of next to each other. Yeah. But she's a massive indie fan. You didn't leave Annie at home and go out with your local MP. That would be controversial. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, she's really. Apparently, she's really cool. Actually, I can't say that because I don't. I don't know. She what? likes the wedding present. What do you think of her policies, Louis? I don't know what they are. <laughs> Annie, fill <laughs> policies. No, I don't care. I couldn't give a fuck. I'm not going to vote for her. Because she's Labour, isn't it? I vote Liberal Democrats. <laughs> BMP running your area. <laughs> you kept. My local MP... Well, I found out recently my um, constituent I live in is this one of the safest Conservative seats in the country. Which is so... Well, with you voting for their, their buddies, yeah, the Liberal I'm not, Democrats, I'm not Steve. I'm not travelling that nah. at all, are you? I presume you've subscribed to the podcast, Louis. Yes. And I follow your Facebook page which is www.facebook.com <laughs> forward slash South London Hardcore. No, it's not. It's is not. it not? <laughs> I used to do a search for South London Hardcore to find it. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, no, no, the Twitter page, which is at SLHE Podcast. Wicked. Exactly. Just find the logo. It's of me. Get in touch. Exactly. And follow me on Twitter as well. No, <laughs> yeah, Louis on Twitter as well, at your mom's dead. Exactly. I can be, fi- I can be found uh, upsetting people. Most of the time on my list so far is Chuck D, uh, homophobic rapper Slane, Frank Turner, and uh, the people of Eltham. So, uh, Frank Turner Hardcore. Please don't. And uh, what was that punk band recently? Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to give them any cover. <laughs> they suck balls. For me, it's just Tom Hoddleston, isn't it? Did you read that? No, what was it? Yeah, I saw that he retweeted you, but what was the. Oh, I told, oh, I told him like... to stop asking, stop collecting money. Um, he's tweeting about donating money for cancer research. Right. And he's like, trying to raise 75 grand. I was like, you put 75 more grand in. <laughs> and then people were just getting back to me, down, like calling me an idiot and stuff. I'm on following you. And it just went on. And what did Tom Hudson He's like, asking for a good cause, you know, you're missing the point of what I'm doing. I was like, you can still grow your afro, but just stop asking. <laughs> Stop asking people on 15 grand a year for money when you earn three million pounds a year. You put in the rest of the money. People tweeting at me going, oh, it's to raise awareness. Well, raise awareness about cancer. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you manage to upset, first of all, Chuck D? 
Uh, he made some really ridiculously stupid comments regarding Amy Winehouse dying. Uh, pretty much saying that uh, he would have saved her life by taking her to, to hospitals to let her see children who are dying of AIDS to, talk, to teach her the value of life. But wouldn't that have wanted to make her have a drink more? Exactly. Maybe, you know, maybe some heroin. Um, uh, so I called him a fucking idiot and uh, he called me a fool. And I like to think that he actually sat at his... F double O. Yeah, I like to think that he's actually sitting at his computer just going, fool. <laughs> Uh, Frank Turner was, he retweeted me because I said uh, if I had one wish I wouldn't stop any war or cure to just make sure that he never made music again. Was it necessary to tweet that at him? <laughs> kind of learnt my lesson now. <laughs> I'm still getting hate comments from that. Uh, Slain was because he's just a homophobic idiat. And yeah, that's that. true. Yeah. And Elton just purely, I just made some comments with what we'd said earlier about Elton doing the riots. Uh, and when you hear stories about the EDL oh, kind of defending Alton from... And you just think, if they are going to defend like any place, it is going to be Alton. <laughs> it's really backing up the you know the, the stereotype of Alton just being a racist shithole. You said on Facebook recently about just detaching it from South London. Yeah, just surgically detaching it and just let it float away. Could that happen? Is it near water? <laughs> Could that happen, Steve? You uh, might have to airlift. You're our science terms. authority on here. We as, normally get to you. The resident geographer. It's landlocked, Louis. So if it was, cut you away, could like you could airlift it out and you just could drop do it that. into the Thames. Yeah. But obviously, you know, get your get part of your family to, to move back. Yeah, is New Elm all right? Can New Elm I've stay? I've never been there, so yeah, that can stay. Yeah, I like fine. New Elm because I've never been there. Don't go there. So your face is on this, Louis, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Of the first episodes been worthwhile? Uh, it was for uh, the last two minutes when you gave me a reference and said that I was a creator <laughs> of the logo. I kind of zoned out the, the rest of it. Well, so your you your mum famously turned off after half the second the, episode. Uh, episode. Yeah. When Steve was talking though, to be fair, he was talking about yeah, he was war. talking about the war and uh, like I'm cloud And I turned it off shortly after you neglected to include me in your anecdote about going to the coffee shop. In the uh, Elephant Castle. Mamushka. Yeah, because I was there, but you seemed to forget I was there. What did you think about the cake? Uh, I didn't like it. I would have took it back, but it was just fun to watch you do it. <laughs> Maybe now I could clarify about the pork ambush. Louis. You being a vegetarian, mm. you wouldn't have enjoyed that, would you, at all? No, not really. If you're ordering potato soup. To be on. fair, on the menu, they do label things that are vegetarian, and that isn't labelled as vegetarian, because that surprised me. Well, you, didn't, ta- you didn't say this, Jack. Yeah, but my point remains that if you put pork in a soup, it becomes pork soup. It's not potato soup anymore, is it? It's like Depends it, of the ratio of potato. I call it salt soup, isn't it? Water soup. <laughs> Bowl really? soup. All soup's water soup. Exactly, Louis. Uh, Was there anything you enjoyed in the first episode? Uh, Jack's laugh during the uh, Doctor Who living in Elephant Castle revelation. <laughs> that was, I had done with Pig. It was quite a revelation, wasn't it? It was quite a laugh. <laughs> Your gullibility, Steve, just always gets me. Yeah. Still going. <laughs> I think it's safe to say, Louis, that we miss you in South London. And if there's any way you could come back, can we get Jim to fix it? For you to come back? To come back to South London? Dead. <laughs> Jim Hall fix it. <laughs> I, no, I don't know that. We've got the podcast now. We've got a perfect opportunity to invite Louis back any time we need a fix, isn't it? Any time we need a bit of Louis time. A hot Louis injection. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're new to the show, do go back and download the earlier episodes. It, you'll find it very rewarding, I'm sure. 
You can find more from us on uh, southlondonhardcore.com. Louis writes music reviews on a website called fortheloveofpunk.com. Um, and as I said, you can find him on Twitter as well, at Your Mum's Dead. Uh, if anyone is listening and their mum's recently died, I apologise. I do apologise. Yeah. It's purely coincidence. Unless your mum was a bitch, then I really am glad she's dead and I hope she suffered a lot. By the way, this is Louis trying his best to be in good behaviour. I've censored was... myself. I've been yeah. practising. I never oh, said anything libelous. Actually, no, I think I did. Yeah. Audio is for lovers.blogspot.com. Yeah, that too. That is growing by the hour. And uh, Steve's got too many blogs to name, so just go to uh, the About Me section. And you'll just Google to get Steve Walsh. <laughs> Google, to find Google uh, Muzzle Bug Dog, and you might find him. <laughs> Good night. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.